0: Steve Nagel Minds Your Business, exclusively
1: on rock102.com. Hey there, kids. Welcome back to another episode of Nagel Minds Your Business, where we dive into local businesses and uh, get into the workings and how these things came to be. And our focus has been in the beginning of this, and will continue to be for at least a little while. Is uh, is the cannabis industry? We we don't really talk about it much on the radio as far as sales and things like that because you can't do that. There's all these kinds of rules, but there's also a lot of people out there that uh, you know kind of want to know about you know what kind of cannabis is right for them because it can be an, an intimidating thing. And uh, this week we sit down with Dan McCarthy from CannaProvisions. Provisions. Uh, does all the media over there and uh, knows quite a bit about cannabis. And here's that on Nagelmind Your Business. On Rock 102, an exclusive podcast. And we are in the studio with Dan McCarthy from Canna Provisions. How are you, Dan? What's going on, Steve? Uh, All right, so tell everybody what you do over at Canna Provisions over
0: here. I am Canna Provisions sort of in-house media guy, media specialist. The Um, in-house media guy. In-house media guy, the content guy. I do all the writing. I do uh, pretty much all the strain, Bible creation and the knowledge and that kind of stuff. Did anybody ever tell you your celebrity look like? Let's see. Uh, b- because right. I've gotten so many over the years, particularly yeah. after um, I'm, I'm, my background—I'm a journalist by trade—and back during the uh, Boston Marathon bombings, I wrote this very famous article for Esquire about a one-night stand during the Boston Marathon bombings. And after that, I can't tell you how many people gave me Seth Rogen, Tony Shaloub, you know, uh, you know—on uh, in my thin days in my twenties while I was at the gym, I got like a young Ben Affleck, which now I look like Ben Affleck's like you know,
1: sl- slightly overweight see, uh, uncle, he, that kind of thing. You look like the guy and I can never remember his name. He was the guy that played Monk. Tony Schloop. That's to- why I just said. Oh, Tony Schlup. Sh- oh, okay. Tony right. yeah. And actually I That's why s- I didn't know his name. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, right. I, and I
0: even said yeah. that to somebody when uh uh when I was doing an interview about that article when it got big and they're like, you know, who would play you in the movie? I'm like, I'd love to say it would be some kind of heartthrob like Ryan Gosling, but for the the reality is it's going to be Tony Schlup or somebody like that.
1: That's all right. I could have a thumb play me in a movie, <laughs> I'd be okay. Um but all right, so so you're doing that for yeah. for, uh, for
0: for cannabis Provisions, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah. So, I mean, so what I do is I kind of came in-house as a journalist and as somebody who'd been a part of the cannabis industry mm-hmm. in terms of covering it for yeah. years regionally. Uh, I was formerly editor-in-chief of Dig Boston back in Boston, which has been the longstanding cannabis coverage point uh, for Massachusetts for 20 years. And they have newsletters about uh, cannabis in the industry on the rise. And I had launched some cannabis pubs. And basically what had happened was uh, in 2020, after I'd covered the uh, presidential primaries, which I do every four years, um, I. I had known CEO Meg Sanders and COO and co-owner Eric Williams for Canada Provisions just through the industry. I'd cover them for different things, um, and I heard what was going on with Canada Provisions, and more importantly, I heard some of the needs they had. I found out they were going to be launching the first legal line of cannabis through Chemdog, and Chemdog cannabis was some of my earliest experience with high-end hybrid cannabis back in the '90s. I'm, you know, mm. I'm in my mid 40s now, um, and then I thought about it, and, and I thought, you know, listen, I, I never thought about going behind the. Scenes for a brand. I hadn't uh, even really explored that opportunity, but here was suddenly an opportunity to affect real change in a brand in terms of helping this brand launch and become something special. Uh, particularly because ChemDog was associated with it. But on top of that, I really wanted to work for a woman-owned company. It was right. just as simple as that. And this was the best opportunity I saw for that at the time. And also, when COVID was coming around, I mean, you're talking to somebody who was in Manhattan for years, and then I was in Boston for a decade, and in the in the middle of the city, and suddenly an opportunity through COVID came to pop out to Western Massachusetts, start working in Pioneer say, Valley and the Berkshires.
1: New York, Boston, are you lost?
0: I mean, you'd think so. <laughs> yeah. And and my timeline is anything but linear yeah. uh and i'll say what i tell everybody and there's a hashtag that goes around for this anybody it's in the cannabis community you see on social media which is cannabis brought me here yeah. cannabis uh like a lot of people tell you that's in the industry that are enjoying what they do um is something that can be a really exciting thing it's extremely challenging it's the craziest industry i've ever been a part of and you're talking about a long time freelance journalist who has right. you know like gone up and down the gamut of chasing down a $50 paycheck for you know a 2,000-word feature on something niche. Now I've got the ability to continually write about cannabis, educate people on cannabis, talk about a brand I actually like because I've watched it since its inception, and as somebody who's from the cannabis community has been
1: mm-hmm.
0: consuming cannabis, and we'll get into my usage in a second, yeah. but because cannabis fundamentally changed at least two parts of my life as an adult for the better... I see it as a great privilege while also acknowledging continually that it truly is a privilege when you bring into to the social justice aspect, which is what I covered for years right. within cannabis, and knowing that every single day we get the luxury of selling legal cannabis in a state where it is legal when you've got a federal definition of it that keeps it illegal at the federal level, that just last week there was a story of somebody that had half a gram of concentrate in their car in Texas, and they've got a felony on their hands now. Yeah. Somebody else in Mississippi where the first... Uh, licenses are being given out right now. There's somebody who just got resentenced for a lifetime for an ounce and a half of cannabis. So for me, somebody who came from that side of it and now is within the sort of the retail and the brand side of it, for me, it's it's a it's a it's a challenge, it's a privilege, and it's really um, a lot of fun to be able to increase awareness, increase education, talk about products that I particularly like. Because at the end of the day, I'm a fan. Right. You know, I'm not I'm not telling people that this thing is good and this thing is bad. It's more about there is a world you might not be aware of, and probably more times than not, what you think you know about it is probably entirely wrong.
1: And there's and there's lots of things that uh, cannabis can assist with, and it's helped you in a few ways. What, what, what's one of the ways that?
0: Couple two main ways was, um, I mean, at least ten years ago, if not more. I mean, you're uh, you know somebody who is on constant deadlines and you know chasing down multiple different. Avenues of whoever I was writing for: Boston Globe, Daily Beast, Leafly, you know all these different outlets covering politics and food and cannabis. Um, You know, I I I was a I was a somebody who was already kind of ADD, you know, heavily ADD and a little manic, and I run pretty hot. And you know, I, I found that instead of using. ADD prescription drugs and SSRIs and these these mood enhancers that I was getting prescriptions for from doctors.
1: Well, they're so easy to get. Exactly. And,
0: and, you know, and having had experience with those, when I, when I, instead of looked at cannabis as this fun thing to make something fun or music a little more fun, or I use it as a, as a party enhancement. There's nothing wrong with that. Just like there's nothing wrong with having a glass of wine to kick back and get a buzz as you're in a responsible adult. What I found for me was that when I Got thoughtful about my cannabis consumption, how and when I used it. Started learning about the plant, learning about how what you eat affects how that edible you take is going to deploy within your body. How some people can't even have an edible have any effect on them because of a particular liver enzyme that prevents them from having the THC actually become psychoactive in their body and get those effects. When I found the the little regimen for me that works on my journey within cannabis and how I use flour or concentrates or edibles, and it's, it's ebbed and flowed over the years mm. as tolerance goes up and down and lifestyles change and skip some days here and there, the bottom line is I found basically the thing that helped me be a more productive adult, focus better, and yes, it's true. Cannabis can help you focus. It depends on your body type. For me, it acts as... It, it In the right combination of cannabis and the other great what? plant-based uh, stimulant, which is coffee, I t- to me, it is the greatest study aid to me.
1: Going back to ADD medication for just one second, the same thing, there's people who abuse that medication because it does the opposite effect of what it's supposed to do for people who have attention deficit disorder right. uh, symptoms. So it's not unlike, uh, cannabis is not unlike anything else where... It might do something for somebody, but it might not do something for somebody. You talked about the 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 liver enzyme thing. I just want to touch on that real
0: quick. Yeah, the the you know uh, there was a great story that came out in the Boston Globe a year or two ago, and this this was going around, which is that um, you know as our CEO uh, for Cannabis Provisions, Meg Sanders, always says the best part about cannabis is still being discovered because research mm-hmm. is opening up the war on drugs that was right. failed and racist is being rolled back slowly, but with more science with with more exploration, people are finding out new things, and one of the new things that newer things was that A long-held theory that some people would just always say, like, I try to eat edibles. People will give me a brownie and say it's a thousand milligrams, and I gobble this thing, and nothing happens. And people, you know, people would always say, like, oh, you know, Tony over there, you know, edibles just don't work. He's like superhuman. The reality is, is science is is more specific, and there has been found that there's some people that have a particular enzyme that when you're processing cannabis, right? So as you as you take cannabis into your body, for those listening that don't know the, the the absorption process, when you're having activated cannabis, right, the quickest way is inhalation. Right. You smoke a joint. You smoke something. When you're smoking cannabis, you're not you're not just lighting this plant on fire. You're activating the cannabinoids. Right. And the resin glands, all those little frosty crystals on the flower, all of the active compounds that you Mm -hmm. want from cannabis, you're activating them with fire. You're heating it. That's what has to happen with THC. It has to be heated above a certain temperature for the psychoactive component to activate, which is why if you took a little flour of cannabis right now, dried, don't do anything with it, out of your jar, ate it, you're not going to get stoned. You're just going to, just like you ate a dried flour, nothing will happen because it's not activated, right? Um, At the end of the day, When you're doing inhalation as a quick intake, you're getting those effects quickly, within 30 seconds to minutes, right? Then there's sublingual. You've got those little mucous membranes under your tongue and inside your mouth. If you take a tincture, typically they say, put it under your tongue and just hold it there for two minutes. Let that absorb a little bit. Then as you swallow it, it becomes the next level, inedible. Anything you you ingest with cannabis to get that effect, if you eventually-
1: So what's that? The initial thing that you Sub, do on the so memory. So inhalation. Yeah. Then
0: it's sublingual. You put it under your tongue. Right. The sublingual part. So that. So that. That if you have it, if you have uh, THC and say a tincture or something that's been act- as long as the THC the cannabis is active if you're taking this thing in and it's going
1: Okay, the only really it- reason why I'm asking is cuz I've only put it I've never put it under my tongue I've just like swallowed it before. Right. I so really- if
0: you have a tincture, yeah, if you have a tincture and you swallow it, you're basically taking an edible that's just mm-hmm. in tincture form. However, if you want it to act a little quicker and this is for anybody listening yeah. that gets into tinctures of any kind, Take that dropper and place it under your tongue and just sort of hold it there and let it it cup there. And then it's also the mucous membranes right around the edge of your gums. But it's all right under your tongue is that that concentration point. It'll pull in a little quicker. Think of anybody that's ever held a cigar in their mouth and gotten a tobacco high and not smoked a cigar. You're absorbing tobacco through those mucous membranes. It's the same concept. Gotcha. So sublingual is that. Then you've got obviously edibles, ingestion, and that takes up to two hours to activate. It has to go... Into your system, down into your stomach, over and through the food you've eaten, the fats, the lipids—they all affect things a little differently. I believe then, I saw
1: an episode of the Magic School Bus where it we <laughs> went through somebody's digestive system. And, yeah, it was and the uh, then, the special uh, yeah. dare episode. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah.
0: But uh, and then there's you know there's there's topical uh, where yeah. you rub uh, creams on. There's also for some people who need. Uh, cannabis effects for pain relief or anxiety for whatever people are turning to cannabis for, right? And of course, we don't make any uh, medical claims, but there are plenty of people that come to this for these things. You know, I I used to uh, interview vets and PTSD-suffering vets, and I talked to a lot at the time that at the dawn of when people were starting to get access to cannabis suppositories. That's another very common, not talked about often, it's not exactly... a, a party trick version of uh, using <laughs> right. cannabis but, um, but there th- are people who can on the medical cannot, side they yeah. don't they, their stomachs they, they have stomach cancer they have stomach right. rot they're missing their stomach there's something about it they, they need the ed the only way they can bring in it is through eating it um uh and when they lose that there's another way that's very fast and powerful absorption right. which is a possibility that's a little bit more on the medical side cannabis provisions obviously is an adult use retailer um the other side of it for me, besides sort of helping me be a more productive adult, keeping yeah. me focused, um, uh, keeping me level-headed. It's 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 you know for somebody like me who is a you know two-decade self-medicator of alcohol and cigarettes, yeah. and I can't tell you everybody I talk to that if they hadn't seen me in a decade or so when we go out and meet up for drinks. They're just like I I you know, I can't help but notice you're just not really a drinker anymore. Yeah. And it's not that I don't drink. I do I drink socially like other people. I still enjoy I'm a gourmand, I still enjoy yeah. food and beer and wine and everything else. But I'm just at a point in my life and because of the conscious integration of cannabis as just another plant based thing in my life, like right. coffee, like tea. That's kind of how I look at it now personally for me, for my use. Um, I just found great effects. I found that it helped me cut down on alcohol because I wasn't turning to alcohol for what I used to anymore. Right, I wasn't turning to it for the buzz. You know, to, alcohol, as a lot of cannabis people will say, is is an escape. Uh, cannabis is an enhancement. You know, you go you go too deep into a bottle. I mean, you're gone. You're you're, yeah. you're gone, If You go too deep in cannabis, you might take a nap.
1: Well, uh, you know, from my own personal experience, mm-hmm. I don't I don't drink anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did very heavily for a very long time. And it was starting to cause health issues. I mean, it really—you know—you you, know, you, you could—I could feel it. You could feel like how much alcohol really is a poison for your body. There's no—you see it too. It's manifest yeah, on your yeah.
0: skin. And it's in your eyes. Like you really see it.
1: Yeah, and and I don't care how many people. I, yes, I respect the fact that people can enjoy alcohol responsibly. But you know, to when you let it go, it becomes an issue because mm-hmm. you become more dependent on it. You're always drinking more. You're, you know, once I discovered cannabis and i i talked about this with with meg uh was was when my late wife was sick she was she when she initially diagnosed with with stomach cancer mm-hmm. the one of the things that they suggested was for her to go get a medical card for her you know to get some cannabis and this was before adult use uh, retail was was allowed in massachusetts but they still had the medical dispensaries and and the, you know that's the kind of thing that You know, for me, when I started using it, not only the effects that I saw, the the positive things that were coming out for her, but also the positive things for me, like, you know, I'm under this stress right now of, you know, I wouldn't wish it on anybody knowing that your partner is going to probably die, which sucks. I wouldn't suggest uh, overdoing it with cannabis be- for that reason. It's not like an alcohol where where you would get a paranoia uh, type of thing if you took too much, uh, perhaps of it. But to talk about managing anxiety, it really came in to play mm-hmm. for me. Was okay. This is a great way for me to manage this versus sucking down, you know, nips and 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 everything else, and going, you know, DJing weddings and you know these people buying you drinks left and right, and right. all of a sudden you're half in the bag you know cannabis you can take some of that and with an hour and a half you're you're okay you're you you don't you don't there's no hangover there's no, none of that stuff that has been kind of like the the saving grace for me is like okay I can still do this still kind of not maybe escape but to relax a little bit because I'm so high strung all the time I think you and I are very similar with the high strung mm-hmm. you know types of jobs that we have where you're always constantly talking to people and mm-hmm. you're, you know you you're you've had deadlines and tasks and and things like that those things can become more manageable as far as from my personal experience anyway.
0: Yeah, I mean, and you hit that on the head and there's, I've heard so many anecdotes like that from personal friends, from family members. I mean, I have family members that if I told 10 years ago, Dan, that you'd be giving your mother some yeah. edibles for sleep that she's requested yeah. because they help her sleep and that sort of thing, I would have thought you're crazy. But, you know, times change. And that's because of education. That's because of awareness. You know, you talked about, um discovering it for what it was doing for anxiety and how your overall body felt but when using it for that specific reason and then seeing how your body responded to that the reason why there's a lot of positivity to that is because you know the fundamentals of how our bodies work you know you have a liver our liver's filter out what what alcohol is, which is effectively a poison. It's a watered-down, delicious poison that mm-hmm. we've come to enjoy over many years, but it is still effectively a poison, and the more, that's why the more you drink, the sooner you're going to get to a, a very bad place, in terms of in a specific yeah. session. And we don't have
1: alcoholbinoids in our system. Exactly. <laughs> and, and, yeah,
0: you hit it. We don't have an endo alcohol system. We <laughs> right. don't have a system like the endocannabinoid system, which we do have in our bodies, and it says naturals, the respiratory system, the circulatory system, and it's a system that uh, has receptors the CB1, CB2 receptor. These are things people can look up at canoprovisions.com. We have a bunch of education about it. You can look it up anywhere. There's tons of education out there. But bottom line is your body has these receptors that quite literally are designed for one thing to receive these things called cannabinoids, those base compounds, right? Yeah. Those compounds from cannabis go into those receptors, CB1 and CB2 receptors, and they do different things. We're still discovering what they do. The first and main thing they do is, if you're smoking or consuming cannabis and you feed these these particular receptors with THC, you get a psychoactive a high mm-hmm. uh, effect. If you're feeding it some of the minor cannabinoids, CBD, which everybody knows, putting that into your endocannabinoid system isn't the thing that makes you feel that, that by itself makes you, say, healthy. People always like CBD for health and, you know, yeah. cannabis, and th- th- there's some truth to that. The reality is you're just giving your body a compound that it will use to then do something with. Oh, are you anxious? Is your blood pressure high? Mm-hmm. Well, hang on a second. If, you, if this compound comes in here, I've got a way to take this and completely remove that anxiety because I've figured out a way to do that. In the same way that when a woman is pregnant and nursing, her body creates endocannabinoids because you have these receptors and the body is under stress. So in order to keep the regulatory system working right while supporting life, your body is naturally figured out, the the female body, to produce these cannabinoids, to give them to your pain receptors Mm. to actually make you feel better. Now, again, uh, th- there's... That's probably s- the
1: best explanation of CBD that I've... The,
0: the, I've and had. that's one of them. And, and again, yeah. I, these are very, you know, sort of terse uh, and, and for the
1: record, we're not promoting that pregnant women go out and get uh, blasted and off... 100%. And in of, no way am I a doctor. we were talking about with uh, <laughs> Luis uh, the other podcast. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. um,
0: but the other part that you brought up is, is ways in which it helped me. And look, and this is something I think anybody listening that's... That whether you're pro-cannabis, you're kind of curious, you've been using it, you've used it years ago in college, you're thinking of coming back... There's no shortage of stories about thoughtful ways in which people work it into their lives for a different reason. For me, it was that sort of general productivity focus, mm-hmm. the the stripping away of needing some kind of manic state through caffeine in the day, and then some kind of come down with alcohol at night, and yeah. just in this constant ebb and flow somewhere between euphoria and ennui, right? But at the end of the day, what I really did was, and this is right at the start of COVID, right? COVID starts March 2020. Uh, not starts. COVID was around, but then the the pandemic really kicked in full, and then it was like the world was shutting down. I'm in Boston at the time still, and you know I've been covering restaurants for years, and the local time. Ta- I mean, the whole city was locking up. It was right. really unusual time. Well, I've been a, at least pack a day cigarette smoker for uh, about ten years, and as somebody who has been a journalist for years and freelance journalist and working in things, I, I mention that because whenever I'd get done, say a deadline. Whenever I got done, whenever I figured out a story that I now figured out the pitch I was going to do, whenever I figured out a task, when you're working autonomously without micromanagement, when you're just sort of your own boss, I mean, anybody that is an entrepreneur, anybody working for themselves in some degree can understand you have to have that pressure on yourself to get things done. Accountability, yeah. So for me... Cigarettes weren't even really the nicotine. Oh, once in a while, was I did I feel the addiction to nicotine? It was like getting off a long flight or really stressed out. Something big happened, and it was to me, it's it's a buildup and a release. That's mm-hmm. what cigarettes to me. That's where the addiction came into me. It was it was um, psychosomatic as much as it was physiological. And it's the start of COVID, when everything was going crazy and we didn't know what was going on with this respiratory illness and all the news was right. going wild, I was like, you know what? This is as good a time as any to give Quentin a shot. I, I tried like maybe five years before my girlfriend. Lasted a week or two. Right. What I did, and again, I'm no doctor. and I'm not saying that this will work for everybody or anybody else. But what I did was get my hands on a lot of cannabis flower. I knew friends that were at-home growers, and it was legal in the state of Massachusetts to grow your own product and to legally gift to others. Mm-hmm. So through friends, I sourced a bunch of just decent cannabis flower. And what I did was roll up a bunch of little tiny joints, little half grams. I'm talking, I probably rolled 100 and just got a bunch of raw cones. I don't really know how to roll joints while well, I got them. And well, I apparently
1: them. I was in the wrong place during you, the pandemic. You were, because if you I came to my dick, place yeah. in uh,
0: Dorchester, you, it would have been quite <laughs> right. a party. And what I really did was, I I hacked my brain. I basically just said, okay, look, every time I want to have a cigarette, whether it's after a meal, whether it's after some great task was done, whether before starting some task, whatever whatever it was, the morning cigarette, whatever it was, instead of a cigarette, I will only touch cannabis, whether it's for a single puff or I write down three different joints in a row, whatever it took. And that's exactly how I quit. Every time my brain got the active moment of I was conscious of, I'm craving a cigarette, whether it was for nicotine or habit, I just re- I was working from home, and I was at home because of the COVID, and I would go downstairs, and I would light up a joint. And sometimes I literally would be halfway down the stairs, be like, why am I doing this? I don't yeah. even want to do this. And I'm like, no, 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 you're doing this to to break that cycle. Break it, yeah. And I did that. And as of right now, let me uh, quickly pull up my quit smoking tracker. And oh, be- at because of that, I am now on. a non-cigarette smoker after ten years of over a pack a day, eight hundred and nine days, almost ten thousand cigarettes not smoked, and about six grand in savings. Congratulations! Thank about- you. And I can say confidently that exactly one hundred percent of the dollar
1: savings have gone directly to cannabis. I was just gonna yeah, say <laughs> how much of that six grand went back. Uh, into let, the let's lizards. say it's probably more than what yeah. I saved in cannabis. But that's uh, so you know, as we as we uh, run run down on the on the time here. Um, it, Going into cannabis provisions, I want to make it clear: we're not making any claims that there are any kind of medical, uh, you know, correct uh, cures. I can tell you str- uh, firsthand that cannabis does not cure cancer. Where there's no, been no proven things to that, but there have been uh, things that, that that help those symptoms of like for a cancer patient. They, they're hungry. They, you know, that was in my wife's case. You, you get some edibles in in there and all of a sudden you you can eat a meal inflammation things like that Uh, focus what we just talked about quitting things these are things that the folks at canna provisions can give you an idea of where you might want to start if you're not if you're if you're new to this whole experience correct if if you're
0: coming in and you're coming in with a zero baseline knowledge yeah. if you are a thick person within the green scene and everywhere in the middle you, you yeah. years ago in college and now you want to pick it back up the way the store is designed is is novel. Like, you know, you can go into if you've ever been into an Apple store, you've been into any jewelry store and you go up and you lean on the counter and you look what's there and you look at a menu and other dispensaries are like that. that's great. And and yeah. that's very effective uh, as a model. Um, Candy Provisions decided to do something that really focused on the education and the and not feeling like you are in a place where you do not belong. And what I mean by that is if you've ever been anywhere in any store shopping for anything, sneakers to cigars. Mm-hmm. And you're talking to somebody and you've got specific questions because you really want to know before you get this thing, whether it's whether you want to spend the money on this thing or you want to put this thing in your body, whatever it is. There is nothing worse than feeling like you don't know something and you're dumb or feeling like you're holding something else up by these questions. So this was designed to have those questions side-by-side with a personal guide, and you can ask the questions about how this works with your body, or just, I'm here for something for sleep, I want to eat it, I don't want to taste anything. Wherever you are in that cannabis journey, that's where Cannabar Provisions is sort of designed to kind of meet you there. And help you along. It's not what works for me. It's not what Steve Nagel likes. Mm -hmm. We're telling the customer here, saying, what do you like? What's been your experience? Let's figure out where to start you from there based on what we
1: got. Yeah, because it's not a uh, one-size-fits-all. Everybody's got their own uh, preferences and path, that they need to take, and bodies you know. are
0: very different. And bodies respond to things differently, and that's Absolutely. why it's about finding what works for you. And,
1: and, it, and it actually almost took me about two years to kind of you know figure out what works for me and what doesn't. Yeah, you and know, it's this-
0: it, it, and for anybody listening that that's curious, like, look, you, it's okay to try a product. To get to kind of experience, it and then be like, you know what, I'm rethinking this. Like, like maybe this one wasn't for me, but I liked a little bit of this. You go back and say, I did like this part. I didn't like this. Do you have something? Oh that yeah, swaps they make a out?
1: hybrid with that strain and this strain. Yeah, so exactly. Yeah. You know, or,
0: okay. or or trying something that is, if you've got a focused effect you're looking for, you can say, listen, this got me close to where I was trying to get to in ter- terms of sleep, in terms of uninterrupted. This, you can come back and bring those new questions back, and every single step of the way. Your intelligence quotient goes up within cannabis. Your ba- your baseline of knowledge, that institutional knowledge, you'd be surprised with how quickly you will become the expert around, among your range of friends after a couple of interactions.
1: You want to go see the experts yourself. 380 Dwight Street in Holyoke is Provisions, also off the pike in Lee, right?
0: That's, that's true. It's where it's yeah. headquartered in the Berkshires and our cultivation where we make smash its cannabis, grow it with the uh, great legendary chem dog, uh, Greg Krasnowski, as our director of cultivation is out in the Sheffield uh, of the Berkshires as well. And you can find our cannabis at uh, some other multiple uh participating uh, wholesalers within the region check out CanadaProvisions.com.
1: Dan from Canada Provi- or Dan McCarthy from Canada Provisions I want to make sure you say your full name in there uh we appreciate the time today thanks so much man Steve as always thanks so much Nagle mind your business rock 102.